And we are live and we are back. No, let's go. Jordan's not here. Recording in full effect. Wanna, what are we on, Jordan? I guess this we would call this a paternity leave. Jordan's wife has finally had their baby. As we said, in the meantime, when Jordan is gone, I will be doing Wealth Wednesdays and dropping financial podcasts on every Wednesday until Jordan comes back. When will Jordan come back? I don't know. I, Jordan's trying to come back right away. In the sense of he act like he's not going to be tired. <laughs> he's act like he's not tired. Uh, I, I would give it about a month, y'all. If you do want fitness information, um, we have definitely over 50 episodes of fitness information, about anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, hour and a half of each on each of those episodes. So Jordan has dropped plenty of fitness content for those of you who are here and listening for that. However, for those of you who want the financial information, Wealth Wednesdays has started. This is episode one. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the budget. But first, make sure you like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you leave a, leave a rate and review on the podcast platforms. If you want to find Jordan, his information is Stop Stalling J S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, Fit.Live is his fitness business where you can get Jane. What is it? We got Monday, you got Monday and Wednesday classes at 6 p.m. However, those are virtual right now. So you can still get access to the class as far as the virtual drive. But right now, until Jordan and his wife are settled with their new child, uh, those will still be virtual. For myself, you can follow me at sideline underscore Corey. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And all my information will be in the link tree as far as my financial coaching pricing. And it will be in the description as well. Now, with these Wealth Wednesdays, what will these be about? These will be straight to the point. I'm going to try to keep all of these definitely under an hour, but I wouldn't say closer to under, under 30 minutes. It's going to be one topic or maybe multiple topics, but, you know, in the same general context. You know, I'm going to do 401ks, Roth IRAs, things like that. But this episode, as you can probably imagine and see from the title, we are going to talk about the budget. So I'm going to go over what a budget is, how you guys need to conduct yourself with your budget, some tips and tricks, and then I'm actually going to go through a budget. So for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you will be able to see how to do a budget. For those listening on the podcast platforms, you can go over to our YouTube, again, Corden in full effect, and you can actually see me do the budget. You don't just don't have audio. You will have the visual to match. Okay. So first things first, what is a budget? A budget is just a way for you to list out how you manage your money. The great thing about a budget and a diet is why I wish Jordan was here, fitness and finances, but a budget and diet, you're already on both of those. The question is, are you intentionally on one, right? So have you planned out your money or planned out what you want to eat, right? When you plan out your money, that's called being on a budget, an intentional budget, okay? The great thing about a budget is that a budget is not restrictive. That's one of the biggest misconceptions about the budget. A lot of people think when you're on a budget, you can't spend money here or there. No, your income is going to tell you how much money you can spend and where you want to spend it. All right. This is we're not going to get into debt too much in this episode as far as, you know, how you can use that in your budget. And those of you that are using on your budget, right, living off your credit, we're going to get into when I talk about making the debt payments and things like that. But in general, your income is what restricts you financially. It's <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Jordan is crazy. Oh my goodness. I just started. So for those, <laughs> I'm about to add him to this. I'm gonna add you to the street. Jordan is crazy. Oh my goodness. Y'all. <laughs> what up? What up? What up, y'all? Mm -hmm. 
I had to make a little appearance. I saw that link. I was like, let me let me slot in here for the one time, man. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I guess you guys don't have to wait. I'm gonna have to share the link to myself. Jordan and the Kai have made an appearance. Please have the volume low. Put your son asleep. Jordan has and his son have made an appearance of what was it? <laughs> okay, well, I was I just started. You can see you're only four minutes in. I don't you can see, yeah, you can see the time probably. We're only four minutes in. Yes, sir. I was just giving them the rundown, letting them know that you're on your paternity leave. You're recording full effects, as we as I've already said before. And by the way, I don't have the soundboard, y'all, but it's, a, it's tough luck. But we have the best paternity leave on the earth. Jordan gets to come back when he wants to come back, and he is not at risk of losing his position or any type of income. Are we making any income or any type of income <laughs> <laughs> from his current position? But no, I was just uh, I just went over. With, I just literally just started. So just talking about the budget and how I'm gonna do the rundown and things like that. Gotcha. But so, as I was saying about the budget, a budget is not restrictive. Your income is what is restrictive. Okay, so if you only have five thousand dollars, what does that mean when we do your budget, y'all? We can only spend five thousand dollars. Okay, there's there's nothing I can do about that. And I got to rearrange. See, I have my whole setup and everything like that. Hold on, let me make it back. There you go. We put Jordan right there. There we go. You good? Go ahead. No, you good? The check in and say, you know what's up. Let y'all know I'm not. But... I'm not hiding myself in the world. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> yes, y'all know what Drake said in response. I'm not hiding myself from the world. I was not hiding the world from my kid. I'm hiding the kid from my world. Exactly. Yeah, y'all mean. Your son has a full head of hair. Yes, sir. Came and that is a strong. Came out with ways. Hey, if y'all want to see Jordan Sanders on his social media, I already dropped your info. Oh, my goodness. He came out with ways already. I was thinking of your mans at that. See, y'all, it's supposed to be straight. I told him it's going to be straight. It's not now, Jordan's here. I remember your, when y'all set the apartment, your man said he's going to get the ways in 30 minutes. Yeah. That's yeah, all who yeah. I was thinking about. Hey, shout out to my man's DJ. You know what's up. I'm asking hey. trying to get them ways right now. I'm going to get waves in 30 minutes. I'm looking like... It's time for me to go because it's like 4 a.m. I'm gonna see if he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kai got them joints in real life. All you gotta yeah. do is add water and comb through, and it's a uh, instantaneous out here. Look. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, also, too, for those of you who don't watch on video, if you want to see, well, he's not moving because he's asleep. He's he's not even a week old yet. But if you want to see the video version of Jordan's <laughs> son, <laughs> please move over to our to our YouTube channel. Please, please, please. Remember to subscribe, oh, comment, like, rate, review. Say what's up, Kai. Say hi. I know you, you sleep. Oh, hold on. Let me try to get the angle right. Okay. Yeah, Kai would very much so like you guys to subscribe, rate, review, comment, okay? And share and put him in the group chat. We appreciate y'all. All the love. I'm going to turn it back over to Corey. Though. I'm going to let him be great. All right. We're going to slide out of here. I just wanted to say what's up. I saw the link. I couldn't resist. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> much, I, I mean, what am I going to say? You're always welcome on the show, Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, oh my goodness. But yeah. Well, yeah. No, hey, look, like if you want to join, you want to join, that's fine. I mean, I, I just heard a boop and I you know, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh now that start over. <laughs> you know, we've never had any technical issues with stream y'all, but I was like, it would be what I do by myself. So <laughs> but now, nah, bro, you got it. Looking forward to hearing it when it releases. <laughs> yeah, you know the intro's mess. This is my second time talking without you, but now I'm yeah, I'm in the rhythm. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, bro. All I'll right. catch y'all. Be, be safe, man, right, y'all. All right. So before I was really interrupted by my co-host, who was supposed to be all right. Oh, see, I said we got the best paternity leave. Then Jordan comes in on paternity leave. We we are not one of those type of people. But um, <laughs> also too, I had it set up to where since it's just me 
for the video, I can just do a solo view of myself. So I don't have some of my phone for the video and my phone for the mic. But when Jordan joined, it made all three pop up. But whatever. Anyways, back to the budget and how your budget is not restrictive. Your income is restrictive. Okay. So what you want to do is recognize that you only have but so much money to spend. And when you do your budget, you're likely going to see, and you'll see this when I actually do the budget as far as um, when I share my screen, that you probably have more money than you think you have. The issue is you're not intentionally spending that money. You're living very frivolous, okay? And you're spending your money here and there. And then what happens is when you sit down and do your budget, you'll see actually how much your expenses are, right? You already, most of you already know, what, I hope you know what your income is. Most of you already probably know what your income is, but you probably don't know what your actual total expenses are. Actually, now, now I think about it, if you're operating at a deficit, you know your expenses are more than what you make, right? If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you know they're relatively the same. But even when we sit down to your budget and you actually have a conversation and say, oh, how much am I spending on this? How much spending on eating out? Things like that. And when you actually have to say the number, you sort of have that, that self-check with yourself and think like, why am I spending this type of money? I said this on a way, way, one of the early episodes, but I call it financial therapy. But in the sense of when you start working through your finances, you have better clarity as far as how you're managing them and how you want to move forward. Okay. So now after we got over the fact that your budget is not restrictive, your income is restrictive. The next thing is how to budget. Like I said, these episodes are going to be straight into it. Okay. So now I'm going to share my screen. And again, for those of you on YouTube, you'll be able to see my screen. Let me see. I figured out how to share it. Yes. Yes. I do have a degree in computer science, but still struggle with things like this. Give me one second. Okay. And also too, this is my first time doing this. I don't know. It's zoomed out right now pretty bad. So I'm going to zoom in, but obviously, you know, as I do more of these, I'll be able to figure out what the zoom in should be. And again, if you want access to this, uh, to this document where you can use it, um, just go to my link tree on uh, Twitter or Instagram or go to any of our show notes, um, on our YouTube again, Corden in full effect, uh, Social media is sideline underscore Corey. And on my link tree or in the show notes, you'll have access to this budget template. You'll just have to copy it um, on your own for your own use, and you'll be able to see exactly what I have. So as you probably heard me say many, many of times, you have to prioritize things, okay? And so when we prioritize your budget and how I have this budget laid out, um, I have prioritized them in the ways that I say you should prioritize things, the four major things. All right, so this isn't your first time listening to me. You have probably heard me already say this before, but if it is, welcome. But this is how you need to prioritize your budget. You have your necessities first, then your debt payments, then your investments, and then your lifestyle, okay? Those four things, okay? That is the order in which we're gonna spend your budget or spend your income, and that's how I have this budget template set up. Now, obviously, depending on where you live at in the country, things like that. You might have different necessities. Everyone doesn't have the same utilities, things of that nature. And obviously when we get to the lifestyle portion, <laughs> everyone's lifestyle is different. So this is just a static budget. Feel free to come in here and add in things that you have slash subtract them. Um, if you're well-versed with Excel or even Google Sheets, I do have formulas and things set up in here. So be careful with that. But you know, I do have a setup so you guys can just come here and plug and play. Let me see if I zoom in. 175%. My bad, y'all. We'll leave it like that. All right. So again, as I said, first things first is your necessities. Okay. And inside your necessities, I talk about the financial house. So if you heard of the four walls, four walls is usually uh, groceries, um, housing or utilities, 
then your house, and then transportation, then, then clothing. That's people sort of like mix your mortgage and your utilities together, but then there's clothing and transportation. I call it the financial house. So I added a roof or a roof and also added a floor or a basement. So the first house, the first wall is going to be your groceries. The second wall is going to be your housing, which is your utilities and your rent and your mortgage. The third wall is going to be clothing. However, clothing is just basic necessities. So if you just, if you don't have a, a newborn or a small child or really children at all, like Jordan's situation, and if you're not in a significant weight loss or weight gain journey, you're not going to need to put any money in this clothing section. Obviously, if you're losing or gaining weight or you have a child, you're going to be able to put money here. But again, this is just the basic necessities. Okay. So if you don't have kids, you're not gaining or losing no weight. You don't need to buy clothes every day or every month, really at all, because you're done growing. Okay. Again, you need to understand how to prioritize things here when we get started. These are just the basic necessities. And the fourth wall is going to be transportation and transportation is going to be broken down as far as your insurance, then gas, and then car note in that order. Remember, you have to have insurance legally for your vehicle, okay? Then obviously you need to put gas in it, and then your car note is there. Okay, those are the four major walls. Then the fifth thing is the roof or the roof. That's going to be insurance, right? Insurance covers you. Now, most of you, you're going to be paying your medical, dental, and vision which uh, through your employer. So that's going to be a pre-tax deduction. So we're talking about your post-tax money here or your net that's coming to your bank account. So you're likely already paying for that before you get to this, even start doing your budget. However, if you're not, then you would put that here. And then any life insurance, you can include something like your HOA or your um, homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance with your utilities slash housing section if you want to, or you can create it with the insurance. Same thing with your car insurance, life insurance. It's just the insurance catch all for anything that you haven't already itemized based off of what um, I listed in the first four walls. Then the sixth thing is going to be your emergency fund. Now, for me, an emergency fund just isn't three to six months of expenses. And we can get into whether your expenses are necessities or in your debt payments or your entire budget in another episode when I can discuss the emergency fund and how to make use of that. But here we're just going to say three to six months of expenses and you you know call it what you want to call it. And then I also say you need to have at least 20 percent, 20 percent of your income left over after you pay for just your necessities and your debt payments. OK, so you want to have 20 percent at least at least left over as well. That's going to help with your cash flow and put you in a position to not only make it so you can't go back into debt, but also put a barrier in place so you don't have to make use of your emergency fund. One of the reasons people can't stay out of debt is actually not because they can't pay it off. People can pay off their debt. They usually get back into it. And it's not due to the fact that they don't have an emergency fund. It's due to the fact that they didn't set up their budget to where they have enough cash flow on a monthly basis so they can pick up the couple hundred dollar expenses here or there. Every time they have something extra pop up, they have to tap into their emergency fund. And whenever you spend in something, whenever you take out of your emergency fund, excuse me, you need to put that money right back. OK, so we want to put you in a position where you have the emergency fund and we can talk about how liquid it, sh it should be, whether you can invest it, things like that later as well. But once you have your emergency fund, you actually want to do what you can to not actually have to tap into it. You want to be able to cash flow a lot of things, really mainly most things outside of your monthly budget. Then when you have extremely large things like getting need a new roof for your house or significant medical expenses, one, we have the insurance in place, right? That fifth, that fifth roof. Right, the fifth roof, the fifth, the fifth part of the financial house, the roof should take care of most of, if not all of that. Right, if you had you live somewhere where there's a tornado and your roof flies off, your insurance should cover that. Right, you might tap into your emergency fund to get a roof right away, but then the insurance company is going to replace that money, so it's an even twenty thousand dollars swap. Right, you're you're not adding that loss. But then once we have that emergency fund in place and that cash flow, 
at 20%, that's your foundation. You're only as strong as your foundation, right? A building, right? That's only how stable or strong it is. Okay. So that's the financial house, which is a breakdown of the necessities. Okay. And then if you have, no, those, I'll get to those in the debt section. I actually got a little ahead of myself. So first thing first, we're going to pay for is groceries. All right. This is your first time groceries. It's the first thing you pay for. This is not going out to eat. This is not alcohol. So for those of you complain about not being able to eat healthy, not having enough money to pay for whatever you deem as healthy food or whatever it is, going grocery shopping, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to hear that mess. Okay. You pay for your groceries first. The funny thing is when you're homeless, you still have to eat. Homeless people don't have a mortgage or utilities. They might be in bankruptcy, right? But they don't have to pay for that. You always need to eat. So food is first over here. Okay. So let's just say you make and see, I, 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 I was struggling on what number to pick here as far as your income. OK, let's just say you make five thousand dollars net. People are like, what? Five thousand dollars. This is Maryland. So I think I should be good with that number. <laughs> OK, let's say you make five five thousand dollars a month. Let's just do uh, a family, not a family of two. Well, family of two, but, you know, a husband and a wife, whatever. Right. Let's just say they make five thousand dollars a month total. Right. That's twenty five hundred each. OK, for the sake of this example. Now, I was going to get averages right of how much some of these bills are, but I'm just going to more free flow it because then if i did some of this average y'all can see where people don't have enough money which i have already expressed before this is just more to see how you budget the money okay so first thing we're gonna do is pay for your groceries all right that's let's just say it's five hundred dollars right let's say you're spending 100 125 dollars a week right on groceries okay that's 250 dollars every two weeks or 500 dollars a month boom right there on groceries okay so if you say you don't have enough money to eat that means you didn't budget for your groceries first okay and again when we fill out this budget and we get to the eating out section, if y'all take your eating out budget and put it into your grocery budget, please tell me how you don't have enough money for not alone groceries, but to eat healthy. Okay, you're gonna have you're gonna have a hard time doing that. Okay, but let's just say you're spending five hundred dollars on groceries, right? Up next, and by and by the way, too, for those of you who on uh, food stamps or SNAP, whichever you want to call, it, I think it's called SNAP now, right? But in that case, you're gonna use that to supplement your grocery bill. So let's say you, it's still $500 for the month, right? That's how much money you need for that. And let, but let's just say for this example, you get $100, right? In food stamps a month, then your grocery bill is actually going to be $400 out of the money that you make, okay? <clears throat> so again, even if you're in a situation where you're on some type of government subsidy, if you're getting money to compensate for that particular line item in the budget, you should go ahead and itemize that out right away. And then you just pay the delta of the difference, okay? Next up is water. Okay. Let's just say, and water bills can come, you know, they can come monthly, they can come, they can come every other month, they can come quarterly. There's all these different types of examples when, as far as when you're, uh, when you're, these utilities can be due. But let's just say your water bill is $50 a month. Okay. Right now, my apartment, ours is like, see, we have water and sewage. Okay. Combined. Okay. And it's roughly about $50 uh, total with both of them. Okay. Let's get electricity. Everybody's in different parts of the country. Right. If you're somewhere in the South, right, you're going to have a higher electricity bill, right, in the summertime or not in the summer. Well, everyone is, but, you know, you might be using AC all throughout the year. You might not have gas, things like that. Okay, so let's just put $120 here for your electricity. And then let's just say you use gas throughout the year, right, when it gets cold and things like that. We're going to put that at $50. Okay, let's say your Wi-Fi is $100. You don't have any cable. Okay. No, there used to be your Wi-Fi and your cable was bundled together, but a lot of you have streaming services. So unfortunately, your TV 
since it was bundled in with Wi-Fi, which is a necessity now as far as your housing utilities. <laughs> now your TV isn't a necessity. You can make use of YouTube. I think it's a, it's a Tubi, T-U-B-I, some of that stuff, whatever. I think it's on Samsung, whatever it is, where they give you like some free shows or something like that, right? But Wi-Fi is a necessity, so we have that here. But if you do have a cable bill, if you're still one of these people with cable, you would put that here because they're usually packaged together. All right, then in your two utilities as well. What do we have? You have your cell phone bill. Okay. Hopefully you are not one of these people that have leased or they call it fleece, but you have leased your iPhone. Okay. I don't get how some of you have taken out a loan or something. That's a thousand dollars. Well, I guess when you use your credit card, when you go out to the bar, that's the same thing. Regardless though, you don't, you don't pay it off. Regardless though, <laughs> some of you have egregiously high cell phone bills. So you took out that lease. Okay. There are plenty of us who are still on the parent plan as far as, you know, when you're in high school, college with your parents, my cell phone bill is $30. I'm still, I'm still on the extra line with my parents. Why, why would I pay more money for it? But let's just say, it's $100, right? You got your own plan, but you don't have a lease. Again, for those of you who have lease, if you do not know, if your cell phone is leased, that is debt. I know they lump it into your monthly payment, but it is debt, okay? That's why when you go to get a new phone, if you haven't paid it off, you got to give it back to them because it's not your phone. That's how that's how things work. If you go to sell your house or your car, right, and you don't own it outright, you got to give the bank the money for that, whatever is still on there for the loan, okay? So now, and then let's just say you're in a mortgage, Okay, this is where it's going to be like, oh my goodness. Okay, what part of the country we're talking about? Let's just try to let me Google it real quick. What is the average rent? Let's see what the average rent. Let me not, not. Let me do not average rent in Ellington, Maryland. Average rent. It says the average rent. Let me re, re. Let me show how I'm sharing my screen again, so you guys don't think I'm lying when I say these things. Now I think about it. I guess I could have did average. Okay. But you're going to see that the average rent, this is what Google is saying. The average rent is $1,326. Okay. That's what it's saying. For those looking to move prices even higher, the average rent, oh, it says the average rent is now $1,900 for single family. And then, oh no, average is $1,900 with single families ranging in $2,000, while typical apartment costs are $1,600. Okay. It was going to do $1,800. I don't know why I said that. Average American renter pays $1,326. There are four different numbers on here from thirteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna use well, if you're making five thousand, right? And again, let's say you make five thousand, right? Your rent's supposed to be twenty five percent, right? That that metric that they use for DTI, especially if you're gross, recommended over here twenty five percent of your net. So we're gonna use that in that case, right? But we don't want to do under the average, so we do fourteen hundred dollars, right? Okay. Now, hey, this person probably struggling. Let me see how much money they got left over. Okay, no, no, we still got some bread. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so we've taken care of your groceries so you can eat throughout the month, healthy, by the way. You got water, you got electricity, you got gas, whatever utilities are for the part of the country you live. You still got Wi-Fi. I'm giving you a Wi-Fi and a cell phone so you can get on the internet and yell at me about how I don't know what I'm talking about. You still get Wi-Fi and a cell phone over here, and I'm letting you keep your cell phone in this lease, okay? And then you're making your rent and your mortgage payment. Now, again, in this case, we're talking about a husband and wife. They have no kids, so clothing budget is zero. Zero, 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 Okay. Next up, we got car insurance. Let's say car insurance. When the car you have, let's just say car insurance is one fifty. Okay, and gas in this case, uh, let's put gas at three hundred dollars. Okay, now we got the car note. Now what we're not going to do is do the average car note because then I think I'm going to take all these people money. Okay, let's just say they have one car note, right? So we're going to put that four hundred dollars. Okay, and let's just say they have two life insurance plans, right? They don't make that much money, so fifty dollars total, and they rent. So there's renter's insurance. Let's just put that at that's like ten dollars. Let's talk crazy ones. Okay. Then we got student loans, credit card, and personal loans, child support, and alimony. For those of you who do have child support and or alimony, those 
they're not debt payments per se. However, when you do go and apply for loans, they will ask you if you're paying child support or alimony because that they know that's guaranteed money that is getting kicked out. And sometimes it can be taken right after right out your check. So if you do have child support and alimony, I did update this budget a couple of weeks ago to put those on here. You do need to pay for those. OK, you, you got to kick those out. You got to kick out your child support because if you don't <laughs> take a driver's license, you're going to go to jail. And then, you know, you got to kick out your alimony. If that's what happened with the divorce decree. OK, if you're out here paying child support and alimony, my goodness, my goodness. I hope you got the bag to pay for it. OK, but in this situation, the only debt that I pay for right now is a car note. And let's just view that as a mortgage or a rent payment. OK. Right now, this person has $1,770 left, okay? Now, again, I said you want to be at that 20%, okay? Which would be a 20% of $5,000 is $1,000, okay? So even if I come in here and we can leave student loans blank because you're not paying student loans, but even if I add $500 for their student loans, right? They're down to $1,200, right? Most of you don't have a minimum payment of $500 and make $5,000 a month. If you're on the student, if you're on the income-based repayment, you're, not, you're likely not going to have Five hundred dollars. Um, if you're doing the PSFL, the ten year forgiveness one, where your payment is five hundred dollars and you make five thousand, that's like not going to be the case. Okay, let's say they have no child support, right? Obviously, in this case, no alimony. Neither one of them have been married before. And then let's just say their credit card payments total is hundred. Their minimum payments here. These are all minimum payments, by the way, for the debt is a hundred dollars a month. Okay, so if I scroll down here, I will have it add up. It is thirty eight thirty. So I was going to be twelve seventy right left over. Right now, I did my math wrong. My bad, 1170. And I even did it wrong in the calculator. Okay. So, even, and in this situation, they actually get the $500 back. I added it in here just to, well, are the student loans starting back up in a couple of weeks? But I added it in here just to give an example of what the budget truly looks like when you add in your student loans in this, because they will start back up if you're not going to pay them off before the, for, the forbearance ends. Okay. But even in this case, this person is spending less than 20%, even with the student loan payments, okay, even with a $400 car note, all right, a month. So you still have over $1,000, right, to put towards your investment slash lifestyle, okay? Let's, we're not going to get into whether they're putting money to their 401k because that's pre-tax, things like that, okay? But you're still at that 20% threshold that I talked about when it comes to your emergency fund. Now, what the issue is, and I am 100% on doing this with every single one of my clients. They all meet the 20% threshold after they pay for the necessities and debt payments. They all meet it. What happens is, and these are more recurring bills, right? These are more static bills outside. Well, probably half of them are static, half of them are not. Your utilities and your groceries are going to vary somewhat. But these bills are frequently coming out your account. And by frequently, I mean every month they're coming out your account. You know these are coming out. You know roughly how much they are. Okay. When we get down to the total budget. So we just did your bills and to your expenses. This is where you guys blow your budget and it's why you're struggling financially. You have over a thousand dollars in this case, right? Over 20% of your income to make progress with towards your financial goals, whether it be beefing up your necessities, paying off your debt more aggressively, putting more money towards your investments or living your lifestyle more. This person has $1,170. What y'all come down here and do is a you don't prioritize your goals. So you out of this eleven hundred and seventy dollars for this particular example, their main goal is to build a savings. However, when we get to this eating out section, they come here and they spend five hundred. Actually, no, the real real scenario. They're spending one hundred. They're spending six hundred dollars, right? One hundred and fifty dollars every week on eating out. They're going out Friday, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday for brunch and spending fifty dollars each time. 
Okay, that's $150 three days, right? Four times in a week, right? Excuse me, four times in a month. That is going to be $600. Okay, Let me, I need to take water because I'm about to I'm about to pass out. Give me one second, y'all. Oh my goodness, I'm, I feel like I'm in the desert. All right, but that's that's what a lot of you're doing. You're spending you spending fifty dollars three times a week, and then you're doing that four times in a month. That's roughly six hundred dollars right there. Then y'all don't tip that well either. So my goodness, at least if you own a whole bunch of credit card debt because you tip well, I would have some type of reason like, okay, you're trying you know give some people some money back. All right, but when we come in here, right, you got your Amazon. Amazon always changes. I got a handful of clients, and they all have different prices for Amazon. I'm just gonna say fifteen dollars. I don't know what it is. Okay, in this case, let's just say this person has Netflix. Okay. And geez, what is Netflix? Like $20 now? Good God. They got Apple Music, but let's say they're using the student one. I think the student one, that price changed too. Let me say it's $10. let us say they got a dog, $50 for that, right? And then they only get their nails done, right? That's $100 a month, right? Hairs, again, hairs, hair. I'm going to spend it on hair, ladies, right? Let's put $200 there, right? And you got entertainment, but entertainment doesn't really exist depending on where you're at in the country. Because entertainment is really uh, a catch-all outside of your eating out and any of your subscriptions. So let's just say they don't have anything for that because they don't, they already spend you know, $600 a month eating out and they got all their subscriptions. So they stay at home to watch movies now and stuff right there, Justin. Even in this case, right? When I put these numbers in, okay, they still spent they still only spent $4,825. Okay. Other five thousand, right? They still have one hundred and seventy-five dollars a month left over. Okay, so even in this situation where you run out your budget, you likely are still going to have some type of money left over. And even with that leftover money, after you take care of everything in your budget, you still need to put that money towards your goals that you prioritize. Fortunately, there there aren't that many things you can prioritize. You either prioritize paying off your debt building a savings, investing, or some type of lifestyle slash vacation, whatever you want to call that part. That's it. So in this case, when I come and look at this person's budget, what are they prioritize? They prioritize their lifestyle, right? They got $200 on nails. And, th and this is where you guys need to sit down and actually add things up. Okay. So you're spending $200 on nails, $100, excuse me, $200 on hair, $100 on nails, $600 on eating out. Okay. Let's count that. That's $900 right there. Okay, you do not need to spend that much money. Okay, you do not need to do any of these things. You already spend five hundred dollars on groceries. Okay, why? And then when it comes to your groceries, y'all buying this food and you're not eating it, so technically that's a quote unquote waste of money, especially if you're throwing it away. But y'all not even making use of the money that you spent. So if you're gonna go out to eat this much, at this much, at least don't buy the groceries or have anything sit there to where it's spoiled and you throw the money away. You need to make use of it. Okay, but when you actually sit down and look at your budget, you're going to see some of these things that you're spending too much money on. Okay, so in this case, right, you can get, well, how, Corey, how can I aggressively pay off my debt? Things like that. We just go here, right here. Unless I'm not even going to destroy your lifestyle. I'm just going to cut it in half and put it at $300. Okay, $300. And then you're going to start learning how to do your hair. All right, so we're going to cut that in half. And I'm going to still let you get your nails done. I just let you, right? But I just brought you back another $400 into your budget. OK, so you can put that extra money towards your debt, et cetera. The one thing with your debt, always remember that you have these you already have these debt payments. OK, to wrap up. So when it comes to hitting your debt payoff goals, if you have that, let's say in this case, when we look at just their necessities and their debt payments at three thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars that they're spending on that section. Right. They have one thousand one hundred and seventy dollars left over. So that's how much money they can put towards their debt. 
a month, right? So you do that in a year, right? That's going to be a little over $14,000. However, let's just say, use the car for this example, right? They're already putting $400 towards their car. Okay. So that $1,170 is less the 400 in debt. Okay. For the car payment, but we'd actually add that 400 to the $1,170 and they'd be able to put $1,570 towards their debt a month as far as the car. Then we multiply that times 12, that's $18,000 right there. A lot of you, this is roughly your situation in Maryland. Let me see $5,000. Let me, let me adjust back to Maryland, right? It's probably better than that to tell you the truth this year. If you're a husband and a wife, you're both working, you know, with late 20s, early 30s, that's only $25. Oh, that's less than that. And that's less than that's about $22, $23. Uh, what is it? No, $5,060 a year. So, yeah, it's probably close. To, yeah. If y'all both making $20 an hour, that's $40,000 a year. That's, excuse me, that's $40 an hour for your household. That's $80,000 a year, a little over that. I'm getting all these notifications right now. I should have put my phone, do not disturb. Anyways, though, so you likely have the money. You just got to sit down and make sure you're putting it to the right place. So again, like I said, we got that $5,000, right? And we got that $1,170 left over after that. But then after we spend all this money in their budget, and let me put it back to what I had for the 200 for the nails and then the 600 for eating out. And here's the thing. These numbers are not off. Now, when I sit down with people, they usually change these numbers because they all right, you know, they want to hit, hit their goals. And they're like, let me, this is what I was spending, but let me reduce it. Okay. I have the section here over on the left. I think it's the I column, sky blue. It'll be your income minus your outgo equals leftover. Okay. So you'll be able to see how much money you have left over after you spend all your money for the month. So you see right here that 175. That's what they have after they spend all of their money for the month. So you only have $175. Okay. So if you want to do more than $14,000 worth of financial goals this year. That would be if they just spent, right, up on the bare minimum. So that $38.30, okay, this, these, this couple can't do more than $14,000 worth of financial goals in a year. They have to find a way to reduce their necessities, and you're looking at spending less on groceries and using less utilities, Okay. As your car note, right, your loans, things like that, you're going to have to pay those, okay? So you can't you can't reduce those. Your mortgage or your rent is what it is, okay? I mean, a lot, a lot of your bills and your necessities and your, your necessities and debt payments, even if the variable ones, they're pretty much fixed, fixed as far as you can't decrease them but so much, okay? So this is how you do a budget. You're going to write down your income, okay? And then first you're going to write down your necessities and your debt payments. You can see how much money you have left over. Like I said, in this case, they have $1,170. So if these people want to do more than $14,000 worth of goals in a year, what they would have to do is make more money. Okay? You have to make more money. We can't reduce your expenses anymore. This is the, the lowest your expenses can be. However, a lot of you are in a situation where you run this full budget and you only have $175 left over to put your, towards your financial goals. And understandably so. You feel like you can't make any headway by putting an extra $175 towards your credit cards, your student loans, or your, your car loan, whatever it is. And that, that's understandable. You will make you will make headway, by the way. But it's understandable when you're looking at $20,000, $30,000 in a car loan and you're only going to add another $100 or $200 to your payment. It makes sense just visually why you think you're not going to make a dent. However, when you see when you even just reduce some of this stuff. So if we take out, like I reduce 
the hair by $100 and the eating out by $300, another $400. Now you're doubling, right, that car payment because now we put another $400 towards it. So you would be cutting that term roughly in half, right, um, without adjusting for any interest there. Okay. So that's how you do the budget. Again, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. Okay. That is how you will prioritize your budget. And that's the order you will pay for things. Okay. If you have a thousand dollars left over after you pay for your necessities and debt payments, and you want to do t- over $12,000 worth of financial goals in a year, you can't do that because you don't make enough money. Okay. If you have a thousand dollars left over after you pay for everything, all your expenses, the gym, things like that, I should add the gym in here, right? How we do a fitness podcast and I have the gym. That's just the financial one though. But if you have a thousand dollars left over after you spend everything for your budget, even your investments and your lifestyle. Now that's a different conversation and that's where you want to work to. Okay. But usually that involves what you're paying off your debt. Cause a lot of you in this case, if I just take out the $500 and student loan payments, I get rid of the credit card and I get rid of the car loan. What have I just done? I just put a thousand dollars back into their budgets. Okay. Now they're back at $1,175. A lot of you, the reason you don't have any money is because you have debt. Shout out to Dave Ramsey. You know what you have when you don't have payments? Money. Okay. This is why I recommend that you aggressively pay off the debt. All right. So I'm going to leave it there. No, no, I'm going to do this. Stop sharing. Don't want to stop sharing. I'm talking out loud. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Boom. Is there, how much dead space or dead air should dead space? How much dead air should there be? Okay. So boom. That's how you do the budget. So again, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. On YouTube, again, Corden in full effect. Again, Jordan's social media is Stop Stalling J. That's S-T-O-P-S-T-A-L-L-I-N-G-J-A-Y. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then his business page for his personal training is finallyfit.live. Business, the, Jesus, this is what, it's not my stuff. It's all in the show notes. It's, the handle is finallyfit. Then the website is finallyfit.live. Again, as you guys just saw, this will be in an episode. Jordan is on paternity leave right now. So right now the classes are virtual once he is back in action obviously we're back doing well, all the classes are virtual we're using the recordings right now but once jordan is back obviously we'll be doing the trainings live himself for me personally i'm sideline underscore Corey on twitter instagram and tiktok and then in the show notes you will have my link tree no in the show notes you will have there's so much stuff to do when jordan's not here <laughs> i miss you but already <laughs> on my on my link tree you will have uh this budget template that i just went over and you also have my financial coaching pricing, $50 for one session, one one-hour session a month, or $100 for one one-hour session a week. And then this will be in the show notes as well. Make sure you leave a rate and review on the podcast platforms as well. All right. If you have any topics that you want me to go over, I'm making a list of things. But if you have anything particular that you want me to discuss, please reach out to me, leave a comment, however you see fit, and I'll be sure to queue it up on my list of things to do for Wealth Wednesday. All right. So y'all, please remember to save more and say less and keep making better your best. And I will catch you in the next one.